0: Hi everyone! Welcome to episode two yes. of We Watch Things. Welcome
1: back! Thanks for coming back.
0: Yeah, hopefully you did come back.
1: Yes. And if this is your first episode, hello.
0: Hello, and welcome. Welcome. This is a safe space.
1: <laughs> a super safe space, <laughs> mainly because we don't move. <laughs> mainly
0: because we're wrapped in blankets on our couch. Um, so in this episode, we're going to talk about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It was my recommendation.
1: Yes, and but, it was a great recommendation, by the way. Yeah. Just a little taste. Yes, I okay, love it. Okay, good. I'm
0: glad I'm glad you liked it. Um, before we get into it, Jared, what have you been watching this week?
1: Good question. Well, as you <laughs> know, and I'm sure all of you have known, Ariana Grande just dropped <gasps> her biggest video to yes. date, Thank You, Next, which was so effing incredible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I think it's really funny because it fits in well with our podcast. It because does. Because we had four iconic, like early 2000s, like late 90s movies yeah. that you and I grew up watching. Yeah. Like, I it was I was like, yes, I know all these movies. Yeah. Yes, I know all these scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they're amazing. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: it actually when I was watching it, it made me start thinking like, what is it about these movies that makes them so good? Because mm-hmm. they're, it's really, it's really hard to make movies like that. And I don't think people realize. Yeah. And those four are excellent Movies. Oh, <laughs> when indeed. you watch them. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to have a discussion about that one of these days. Yeah,
1: we will. um I really liked it because, I mean, it helped me remind myself that Ariana is just a person like us. Yeah. She watched these movies too. I know. She, you know, it just made it very relatable and mm-hmm. it was just like such a fun time. And I mean, this song was just, you know, I liked this song a lot because it was very much her. Like, this yeah. wasn't like produced by her. I'll like her. St- like, I mean, it was produced by her. Mm-hmm. Record label, but like you know, you can feel that it was like coming from her heart. Yeah, it was and very the, personal. And the fact that like she used some of her favorite movies, yeah, in the the videos mm-hmm. to do it, and
0: they did it so well.
1: Yeah, so and good. to bring Jennifer Coolidge. I
0: know. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you said there was some behind the scenes stuff, because you okay because we keep doing this where we start talking about things and then we're like, wait, we're not recording. We have to the- save it for the podcast. <laughs> so you started bringing up something about behind the scenes. Yeah,
1: so I was watching um, some of her behind the scenes for Thank You Next. I think there's like four videos out. And then the first video, it was funny, she had mentioned, um, you know, bringing Jennifer Coolidge on because mm-hmm. she has loved her, um, you know, she's been following her career ever since like, Legally Blonde and Best in Show. And I was yes. like, oh, she's seeing Best in Show. And it's just funny because, like, I, I think Carolyn is going to that. That's
0: one of our upcoming episodes. episodes. And <laughs> I just thought it was funny because, like,
1: <laughs> I've never heard of Best in Show until Carolyn recommended it to me. And now it's popping all over. Which is me. so, it was <laughs> so
0: fun watching it with someone who didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Because those people are huge now. Mm-hmm. And every person that was showing up,
1: I was. Gagged. They have a huge yeah. career now, but when mm-hmm. it came
0: out, we didn't know who these people were. So, no. But we'll talk about that later yeah, on.
1: Definitely. So I'm watching that, and mm-hmm. then I'm also watching The Gifted, which mm. is a bra- um, broadcast show on Fox right now, okay. and it follows the... Um, it's the X-Men. It's in the X-Men universe.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's really that.
1: fun because I'm a big fan of X-Men. And I mean, yes, that storyline has been beaten to death in the films, but this is a TV show mm-hmm. and we kind of, we don't have any of our old characters that we love. It's all new characters, which is fun, mm-hmm. but it's cool because I get to have like my mutant powers because I love watching you. Yeah. Know, it's
0: another thing you love a, is like teenagers with powers. With powers.
1: <laughs> oh my God. But how can you not love teenagers with I mean, with it's the same. I love
0: witches. Like I'll watch anything. You too. Same, I mean, you'll yeah. watch anything with witches. Anything with witches. Yeah. So
1: this is just kind of me being like, yes, give me something like power related. <laughs> (laughs) but it's really good Um, the story I mean it's like I would definitely recommend it I mean the story can just kind of be very like soap opera-y but that's a lot like that's just TV like that's just going to be network television at its finest Mm -hmm. but um, I really like it because um, it's a whole new um Storyline, We move past the Brotherhood. We're, like, onto the Hellfire Club, which is a part of the X-Men story that doesn't really get told a lot Mm -hmm. because the big one is the Brotherhood. It's, like, Magneto and everything, but we're kind of, like, pushed to the side. The only, like, characters that we really have that are brought over from the X-Men universe are, like, Emma Frost. She has, like... Her, in this, in, like, the canon of X-Men, Emma Frost's DNA gets used to create these quintuplets. Okay. And we call them, like, the Frost Sisters. Ooh. And so we have those, but we only have three of them. I think it's for, like, budget. (laughs) Because why? Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Okay,
0: so now they're the Frost Triplets. They're the Frost Triplets. Okay. But
1: it was the Frost quintuplets we Uh do get the backstory of like what how they went from five to three but it's definitely a money reason yeah (laughs) (laughs) but and that's
0: totally fine that's fine that's fine because who knows i mean anything to get the show Mm -hmm. off the ground
1: yeah yeah it's it's really interesting how money can play a role in Mm -hmm. television stuff like that and like another example of this is inside out have you ever thought why there's only like five emotions and it's like imagine animating one more doing having one more character and putting all that in true so that's why we get five like because like people have complained that like you know there's not just five emotions when you have a child but it's just like come on like but like oh my god that's a
0: rabbit hole that if you go down with all of our emotions like yeah oh my god they needed to animate shame in inside out I would really like to see shame.
1: That is so cute. <laughs> yes, shame.
0: What color would shame be? Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking for like inside. Oh, shame. I think it would mm. be kind of like a. Uh, gray? No, not know. gray. I was thinking
0: like all of them to like. It's so, so complex. It'd be like a brown or a gray or a black, where it's like all of these colors thrown together
1: because mm-hmm.
0: you feel so much when you're or ashamed or maybe
1: yeah it's weird or maybe it would be like a mixed match of colors that or don't or like a match.
0: sickly yellow
1: yeah like just a
0: brownish yellow
1: mm-hmm. yeah I was hoping for like Inside Out 2 if they ever do one that we would get yeah. like a more like we would expand like she would go through Riley would go through puberty and we'd get like a whole new oh my set God. of emotions like, <laughs> like Big Mouth yeah oh you know yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh, we cannot! Oh my god, <laughs> oh, I big love mouth. Big Mouth though. Yeah. Another time though, I would love to discuss that show.
0: We we should really talk about yes. it.
1: Well, what has what has been keeping you busy? What shows have been keeping your eyes? So
0: I've been I've been on Netflix pretty much the whole week. I watched the first I think first two seasons of Adam Ruins Everything. I think it's two seasons that are on Netflix, and I finished that. He ruined a lot of things for me. Thanks, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> but it really is a fun show. It's it's um. It's really cheesy, but they know it's cheesy, so they, like, play it up, and you learn a lot. And mm. it's, and what I like about it, too, is, like, yeah, he'll ruin everything for you, but then he'll leave you at the end with, like, but don't despair. Here's how things are okay. Yeah. Um, which I liked. And then Jeopardy is now on Netflix.
1: Oh, my god. So gosh. I've just been
0: binging <laughs> Jeopardy.
1: <laughs> oh. But I can't
0: watch it at work because I'm one of those annoying people that shouts the answers if I know them. Oh, well, you have Which to. is how rare. How else but... do you watch
1: Shepherd? Like, I don't understand how people can way. just sit
0: there silently. <laughs>
1: well, it's because they don't know the <laughs> answer.
0: <laughs> so I watched that at home. Like, I spent like last Saturday night just home alone screaming answers at it- Mostly wrong answers but
1: Jeopardy. <laughs> I know. When you shout one, that's so, you're like so confident. Was, oh,
0: my God. That happened recently. I was with some friends, and I was like, no, it's this. And then I was wrong.
1: It's funny. I'll say the answer and look at the person I'm watching with to like show off. And then yeah.
0: <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> you're like, oh, God. There
1: you go. That's embarrassing.
0: And then, okay, what I watched today was Life Size 2. Ah! Oh my gosh, wait, it's already out? It's out. I think uh. it came on last night, and I watched it on Hulu. It was it was fun. It was good. It definitely grew up with those of us that watched the original. It was yeah. definitely for us. Um, it was good. cute, though. I don't know. It was wholesome. Felt a little bit like a Lifetime movie, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was fine, and it was fun seeing Tyra Banks. They threw in a sneaky little... Um, like America's Next Top Model.
1: Oh, really? being In there. Okay, cool. And I think you'll It was
0: it was one of those iconic moments that became a meme from America's Next Top Model. Uh, and she says it in the and I was it, it was one of those moments where I was like, was that? Was she just quoting that <laughs> that moment? <laughs> you'll have to watch it. Okay. It I was will. good. Okay, let's get into the meat. Of it. Yay! Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is written by Charlie Kaufman, directed by Michelle Gondry. I threw in the cinematographer, cinematography by Ellen Curas. Curas? I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay. Um, I thought she was really important to shout out because this movie looks very different from anything else. It's
1: yeah. um, Oh, it is.
0: Not. Produced, it's not shiny, it's like mm-hmm. for the
1: kind of gritty and it's it kind is. of like, uh, rough and tough. yeah,
0: there are even some moments in it where it seems like they just turned on the light on the camera and like that's the only light in the actors' faces, but it totally works, yeah. Um, and it's starring Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood, Ooh, and Tom Wilkinson. Woo, 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 woo. star power, <laughs> ah! I know, right? And like. I didn't tell you that these people were in it. I was like, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet are in it. And mm-hmm. and then and I knew
1: Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet because yeah. this was in my queue. I yes, had, that's right. I had right. put this in my queue, mm-hmm. but I put it off. But then Carolyn nudged me to watch it, so I did. I
0: saw it in his queue, and I was like, <laughs> we have to.
1: <laughs> and I am such a fruffalo. Which okay. I didn't
0: know, and we've been living together for how long? And, like, I'm one, too, yes. and... We, that's what we...
1: That's fans of Mark Ruffalo. Fruffalo. Yes. Spread it and make it happen. Make it
0: happen. Hashtag Fruffalo. <laughs> hashtag.
1: Save the fruff. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. a young Mark... It is. It's a very young Mark Ruffalo. And mm-hmm. did I get hot and heavy for damn sure. Yeah. Mama. Girl. <laughs> I, was, I was like, girl, that messy hair. That I hair know. has not changed. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing cast. Yes. Um... And the, you had told me that this was right after Elijah had just done Love the think, Rings. Yeah,
0: I think it right? was like one of the things he did after it. Because didn't Return of the King come out like 2003? And this was like 2005?
1: I don't know. Let me. I am DB that. I have to say it's slow because I always say I am BD. Okay, fellowship. Return of the King was 2003.
0: Woohoo.
1: Okay. And what year was this?
0: I want to say 2005. Maybe 2004. It might be 2004.
1: Okay. 2004, yeah.
0: Woo! So, yeah,
1: right okay, after. Right, so after. it was right
0: after. Okay. And it's definitely different than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, very
1: much. I mean, like, but that's also, I think, was probably a very, like, tactical step on Elijah's part. Yeah,
0: he definitely thought about what he wanted to do next and chose this carefully. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Wilfred? Do you remember that show I that he was in? I haven't
1: seen it, but I watched many, many promos. Mm-hmm. I watched, like, a little bit of it. Um, It was fun. I liked it. Okay. Cool!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the movie, which is streaming on Netflix right now, if you wanted to watch it, it's about a couple that undergoes a procedure to have each other and their relationship erased from their memories. Um, Mm -hmm. It's told in a very circular narrative where you're often just as confused as Joel, our main character, who's going through it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm so glad I had you to watch this with me because I'm someone that needs, like, if in the beginning of the movie, I don't get my information, mm-hmm. I start to bug out, mm-hmm. but you telling me, but if I can figure out that it's going to come, then I right. will be fine. That's
0: what I need to, I, there are some movies, like, I'm okay not having the information and having to figure it out, but you need, as the filmmaker, you need to let me know that I will Yeah. figure it out or get the information. I don't like it when they're just like, oh, I know what's going on and you don't, mm-hmm. you know? Because
1: it creates impatience.
0: Yeah, because then I'm like, don't waste my time. Please yeah. don't waste my time. Um, yeah, and it was really fun watching it with you um, because I got to see you
1: piecing it together because <laughs> yeah. it is like one big puzzle. And <laughs> okay. and I'm a grabber, so I would like reach good. over and I'll grab Carolyn and I'm like, <gasps>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know when he's figured something out. <laughs> but it was it was fun, and I remember the first time I saw this. I mean, I was pretty young. I think I was, like, 15 when it came out. So I really enjoyed it, but some of it went over my head, and I definitely Mm -hmm. had to watch it again when it came out on DVD to fully understand it. And I'm still seeing things that, like, are new to me.
1: And that's how you know, like, it's a sign of a great film because, like, I had an English teacher tell me that, like, you know, a good book, you can, like, grow – as like a person, mm-hmm. and go back, and you'll re- you'll peel back layers of like right. literature, and I think the same goes with film. Like you can like watch something and take something different mm-hmm. away from it, if yeah. It's, if it's good, if it's if good, it's exactly. Good. <laughs> if
0: there you know is depth to it, you definitely can. Um, so I did a little bit of research, but I want to because a lot of this was another one like The Matrix, where I looked mm-hmm. it up, and it keeps talking about philosophy. Yeah so i want to discuss we picked some
1: really heavy shit we did pick some heavy stuff with.
0: we're gonna <laughs> best in show can't come soon enough
1: yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so i want to discuss jared the augustinian view of the self and contrast it with the modern uh Cartesian view using examples from this movie so how does that make you feel? Uh, <laughs> also, I have no idea what I just said. Yeah, that was, was just a like, discussion question I found online. I was like, I was like, I yeah. Okay. How do you start that? So we could have that discussion we if could, we knew but... what we were talking about. But instead of that, I'm gonna jump into Clementine's hair colors and discuss oh. that.
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, I think it was also really, fu- really quick before we start. Mm-hmm. like you start that, um, when I was like researching it categorized this film as a science fiction romantic comedy. Yes.
0: I see it pop up science feel? fiction a lot. And, because I recommended it to my dad recently and like, when I was emailing him with what it was, I noticed that it said that. And, I get, technically, yeah, it is science fiction.
1: Right. Because you, ha- well, science fiction in the sense that we have like, this ability to delete memories, which is not. Right.
0: it's thing. like, it's rooted in science. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, Isn't real. So there's your fiction. There's fiction.
1: Yeah. And I was just trying to think, this is like such a funny, unique, like category. I was like, what other films have I seen or even T V shows that would fit this? And I was kind of like, I don't know what like where to be like where would you go? Right. Like what is considered like me Ma- like even like the Matrix. I yeah. guess you like could or couldn't. I don't know. I mean, I you guess can't...
0: the Matrix would be science fiction.
1: It's science fiction, but yeah. it's not a romantic comedy.
0: Well, no, me. it's not romantic. Well, I wouldn't call this a romantic comedy. Me either. either.
1: That's why I was kind of confused when the word comedy got thrown in there because yeah. there mean, are
0: like, funny moments.
1: There are, but I would I would definitely consider this more of like a like I wouldn't it's, comedy it's wouldn't it's a be drama. where I would point my finger. It no, would no, be no. Like drama or I feel something. like to
0: me comedies are. Not as realistic as this movie. This movie is way too realistic, mm-hmm. even though it has this fanciful element of deleting memories.
1: But what we're talking about—the relationships, like, relationships. yeah—it's yeah. so real. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a funny little thing to point out. Is yeah, that a, S- sci-fi, sci-fi rom-com. It's a sci-fi rom-com. Work. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah,
0: so Clementine's,
1: so yeah, Clementine's
0: hair. hair. I noticed this time watching it. Um, that it really does kind of reflect where they are. It's a really interesting device that they use to help you keep track of the storyline.
1: Okay. Because,
0: you know, we open on the two of them meeting for what you think is the first time. Right. And then 10 minutes into that, you get your opening credits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. When those credits popped up, I turned to Carolyn. I was like,
1: what the fuck? (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) It really, like, it takes you by surprise. You're like, oh, okay, I guess that was just one scene of getting us into this movie and, and now we have our credits and now what's going to happen after this and it's just it's a wild ride yeah really um but yeah she has so you think that it's their first time meeting mm-hmm. you find out
1: and what color is it it's blue it's a blue right
0: um cause they're sad and they're missing things mm. cause I think I mean regardless of you know what memories they erased they still underwent brain damage and took away parts of themselves.
1: It's literally and brain it's, damage. He yeah, says that it's it is. like it's legit brain damage. Yeah,
0: and even though it's minor, according to the doctor that does it, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still. I think when you like when you have experiences and it makes a memory, it also kind of changes you. Yeah. So you can remove that memory, but I don't think you can remove how you've changed. Right. And that's what I think they were. Missing, and you see that a lot in Clementine. She she keeps saying like she feels like her skin is coming off because she she knows something's up and mm-hmm. she can't figure out what it is. Yeah. So yeah,
1: and I think that's it's. You're right. Blue equals sadness, and mm-hmm. it's first time. And it's funny because if you're watching this movie for the first time, like I was, you can't connect that. Like you would no. just think it's blue because she's like this alt girl. Like, oh, she's, she's like different. She's a free spirit. Mm-hmm. She's this that. So okay, yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. And then, and it's funny that she can feel that. Yes, too.
0: yes. Like her, I mean, she says that her hair is like an extension of herself. It is yeah. how she promotes her identity mm-hmm. out there. So yeah, the first time we see her, it's blue, and then the second time, I think that let's see, what is it? The second time, I think it's red. When well, they what, meet. T- when,
1: when we see the second time, what is that in the timeline?
0: I was trying to think of it in the movie. In the timeline, so the the second time they meet, the first time we see them meeting, it's blue. The mm-hmm. first time they actually meet like in real on, life yes, and real. is green. Okay. So it's new.
1: Like birth, a rebirth. A like rebirth,
0: exactly. Then when he goes to ask her out, it's red. And I don't, I mean, I can't really explain around issues. I mean, like
1: passion. I mean, you can just, I mean, that's really easy to write off. Exactly.
0: Um, And what's interesting, too, is I picked up more on this viewing that he's in a relationship when he asks her out.
1: Girl, that shook me. Yeah. That really got me. I mean, it's really, they sneak it in there because it gets really muddled with the timelines when Mm -hmm. we're switching between, Mm -hmm. like, blah, blah, blah. But. I, I did catch that I yeah. caught that and I was like oh like oh come on Jim Carrey I, I know like, right Jim Carrey. You're like
0: you you come off as this really like shy man but you're asking this girl out when you're living with someone else Yeah like they weren't just in a relationship they were living together
1: Yeah like they were on the track to like get married Yeah and I was kind of shocked I was like oh my gosh like
0: mm-hmm. ugh. I know and originally they actually I saw when I during my research they actually shot scenes with Naomi. Oh, okay. his ex-girlfriend.
1: Mhm.
0: And it completely if they left them in, it completely changes the movie.
1: Oh, easily. Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't see her.
0: Me too. Me too because it makes me sympathize with Joel Moore if it, if she was in it because there were so many scenes where like he would be with Naomi and he would leave her to go see Clementine. Not yeah. in like an affair kind of way, but like but he's he hanging would, out with Yeah, her. he would call her and then he would call Clementine right after and it would it just Makes him seem like not a, as good of a person,
1: yeah, as it, he is. And it's funny because when the movie first starts, I kind of, I immediately feel bad for Joel, which is mm-hmm. Jim uh, Jim Carrey, right? Um, I think that the movie is a like. It, it opens up with him just like so dreary in the bedroom mm-hmm. and I immediately already feel bad he's like okay he's done on his luck because it opens up with like Valentine's Day is yeah. just a way for you know blah 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 so we mm-hmm. can tell it's Valentine's Day he's lonely we feel bad mm-hmm. for him immediately and I think yeah. that's where they get you yes without even realizing it mm-hmm. because like you said, when you find out that he's in a relationship, he's a jack. He's an asshole. Yeah. Like he's a jackass. Yeah. And it's just like, we wouldn't root for him. Exactly. If we knew that. If we
0: knew. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting watching it again, because they revisit it. They revisit that moment mm-hmm. in the movie. So it opens up with him waking up in his bed after he's had the procedure. But none of us know yet. Even he doesn't know what's just happened. Right. Then we see that scene again later on after we do know. And I love that you can hear them leaving in the background.
1: Like, I didn't notice that. Even in the
0: opening scene, you hear, like, the van doors closing. You hear them, like, drive off. And it's um, it's Mark Ruffalo and Elijah Wood's characters like, leaving after the procedure.
1: Mm-hmm. Which hmm. came with many complications.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he fought that procedure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, her hair is red, which I think also... Um, is Clementine being like her fiery self? Mm-hmm. Cause she she doesn't even want to date him at first Mm-mm. because he's in a relationship. And right. she she's very aware of how men see her and she doesn't want him to see her that way. She says something about like she's looking for her own peace of mind. She doesn't want anyone laying their issues onto her. She, she almost does. reminds me of like the manic pixie dream girl kind mm-hmm. of thing where they're supposed to solve all of the man's problems
1: yeah well and it's also yeah and she even mentions I have my own yeah my she's own like I have issues. my own issues which she does have a lot yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> both do they really do <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then if you watch um in the chronology of their relationship as they get closer when they get really comfortable with themselves is when her hair turns orange or like the tangerine color <gasps> or clementine color so like gosh, that's so cute. Yeah. So she kind of like as they get more comfortable with each other and they can be themselves is when she dyes her hair that color.
1: Oh my and gosh. It's a very happy like, color too. That's adorable. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. nice bright, like healthy mm-hmm. orange. When what color Okay, never mind, it was green. I was gonna say, like when they meet in Montauk on the beach. Her hair is green. For the
0: yeah, for the first time. For the very
1: first time. It's green. Not when we see them, but the first time that they actually technically It's hard. Mate. Yeah,
0: it's really hard because it also the movie like ends on that because it goes backwards through their relationship. Hmm. Um. But yeah, technically, in their lives, it would have been green. So how do you feel about Elijah Woods' character?
1: Oh my gosh, this Elijah Woods character is so funny. Because I mean, we all know like a doofus that's just <laughs> he's like he. It's cute because he just wants a girlfriend. Yeah, and he just like wants to but treat a woman. But he's such right? a
0: creep about it. He's
1: such a creep about it. Like using like because Clementine did her procedure, and mm-hmm. then he like Elijah would just uses everything. He fell
0: in love with her during the procedure, so he says even though she was asleep the whole time. Steals a pair of her underwear. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Not... I mean, it was clean. He makes a point of <laughs> saying it was clean, but still. Um, and then he... After Joel gets his, he starts... He takes things from Joel and starts to use them on Clementine. Yeah. And it's interesting that he will... He'll say things to Clementine because Joel keeps a diary, which um, they use as a map of his memories to get rid of them. But his name is Patrick, Elijah Wood. Patrick steals those And says word for word to Clementine some of the things that Joel said, but she does not like it when Mm -hmm. he says it. Like she can tell that something's off. Right. Even the jewelry, like he gives her a piece of jewelry that she clearly really likes because Joel picked it out and Joel knows her. Um, But even then, she's just kind of like, thank you. And you can tell her trying to like, she's trying to be happy about it, but she just, she knows deep down that something's wrong.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised that they don't kind of give them like a like after the procedure's over Mm -hmm. they kind of don't give them like a wouldn't say a follow up but like here's like a no like right you just did maybe you wouldn't say that but you could be like hey continue your life this way yeah
0: it's weird because like they don't want to alert anyone to the fact that they had this procedure done but it's kind of dangerous to just let people wake up and not remember I mean it's like they've blacked out yeah Even Joel, I think, when he, before he gets his procedure done, when he's getting ready for it, I think he like collapses on the floor and they have to like pick him up and put him in the bed because they sedate them so heavily.
1: Yes. That he doesn't even like make it to his bed. Yeah, Yeah, he couldn't even make it. He just fell right over. It's
0: a dangerous, dangerous procedure. Yeah. But I guess most people, I mean, some people get it on a smaller scale. Like there's that one poor woman. That's sitting in the waiting room with a box full of like dog toys and the little bowl that says Buster. Mm -hmm. I feel so bad for her.
1: Yeah. Is this FDA approved?
0: (laughs) How did this? I don't know. I don't know how they. It's interesting because
1: like this, I feel like in, I mean, the whole point is that anyone would get this done. Like almost everyone would get this done. Yeah. And it's surprising that it's not as popular in like their world. Yeah. I mean, it seems relatively
0: new. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, because like Joel has never heard of it when he when he's told that Clementine's done it, he has no idea what they're talking about. So it seems new, but not too well known. But then, doesn't get very far. No, it doesn't. I mean, they they see how terribly wrong it can go early on yeah. with Mary with Kirsten Dunn's character.
1: Oh my gosh. That made no sense to me. Like, why keep her around?
0: Well, I think because she's good at her job. They like working with her. And they believe in the procedure so much that they think if she doesn't remember having this affair, then it can all go back to normal.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: You know? But the reality is it can't because you're doomed to repeat history hmm so I mean it's not like because th- yeah they got rid of the memories but they couldn't get rid of how she felt about him
1: right and I think that goes back to your point where you're like yeah you can get rid of the memory but it changes you and that's what you can't get, you rid, can't of, get rid of that is how it affected you and how it changed you yeah so deal with, was- yes. <laughs> <laughs> deal with your shit yes deal with your shit let it affect you let it change you yes so you can become a better person exactly
0: don't take the easy way out um I thought it was interesting one way that they show the dangers of erasing your memories like this is when he doesn't know when you first um when he first meets not first the second time that he's meeting Clementine in Montauk and they're on the train and she introduces herself and says her name is Clementine and she says no jokes about my name and he says I don't even know any jokes about your name. He totally like when you go back in his childhood he loved that song, "Oh my darling Clementine," but they deleted that memory,
1: yeah, so they like did. he doesn't,
0: so they like deleted part of his childhood, and it's kind of his fault because he ran into that memory, so that, right. you know, they could try to escape, but that's one of those consequences that you're like you deleted something fundamental from his psyche that he doesn't have anymore, right. and it's, it's just, just because fine. it's a word, yeah. yeah,
1: does he end up humming or singing it? He doesn't know it anymore. He doesn't know it, Mm -mm. okay.
0: He has no idea what she's talking about. She even sings it for him, and he's like, I don't know.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, it's just gone. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. And, like, everyone knows that song. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's something
0: weird, too, when you're watching it. You're like, how does he not know Oh My Darling Clementine?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's a grown man. (laughs) So when I was... um, I like to always, like, know where, like, the title's from and stuff like that. So, Mm. um, yeah, so Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a quote from a poem.
0: Right, which they say in the movie. Which they
1: say in the movie by... This got a little confusing for me. I don't know Mm -hmm. who wrote it. I went through this, like, really deep Wikipedia hole. There was a lot of words I did not know. (laughs) Okay. Like, oh, my gosh. I didn't... Like this Doing this podcast I'm gonna learn so much (laughs) I felt like I was back In English class Because I was like Why is I have to find it Like Vestal (laughs) Yeah I was like What the fuck is like Half the shit that I'm reading (laughs) Basically it's funny So The poem Do you know much About the poem itself Not much
0: I was gonna look it up Okay And then Didn't
1: (laughs) So I think the poem That they're referring to Is like Written by Alexander Pope Yes Okay But it's, like, he was inspired by another story. Okay. This is where it gets a little confusing for me, because I was, like, with all, like, the ancient names. (laughs) 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 With all, like, the old people names, I couldn't keep straight what, what. But basically, this poem that has, like, um, inspired this whole quote is, Mm -hmm. like, there was this guy and a girl, Mm -hmm. and they were, like, together, but they couldn't be together. Okay. So the... Like, I guess it must have been, like, royalty or whatever. Um, the They castrate the guy. And then what? they send the girl to a nun or to the abbey yeah. to become a nun. Okay. And, like, she cannot live without him, her love. And then they, like, correspond in letters. And they, like, kind of, like, talk about, how like, the life they could have lived. But then it's kind of like, oh, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't feel, like, this sad or, like,
0: all this okay. stuff. Wait, that sounds familiar, that story. Is that, um... that those like famous letters it's like two names
1: Eloisa to Albalard yes that's the poem yes I've heard that that's the poem um so wait what okay yeah so okay so Eloisa to Albalard is like that's their story Algin Pope wrote the poem that's like the name of the poem okay but the story of like getting because it was
0: like a real story right
1: Yeah, yeah it was like this happened yeah Because I
0: think, don't they have their letters? Like, that's usually what people read, is, like, their actual correspondence.
1: Yes, that's what they have, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess the director or writer was, like, upset. I was... Kaufman? Is that a person? Yeah, Charlie
0: Kaufman, he's a writer.
1: Yeah, Charlie Kaufman is, like, obsessed with this quote because he uses this kind of, like, meaning in other... in his other films. Okay. I mean... Okay, I don't have it, but yeah, he's like used this, he, he really likes the idea of these, like, he loves the relationships of these characters, mm-hmm. and he uses it a lot in a lot of his other films. Okay. I don't know what else they are.
0: I mean, he did Being John Malkovich.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> the first time we see it.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: is in that film. It's
0: been it's a long fun. time since I've seen that, but I'm trying to think of what part that is. That's a weird movie. Yeah. It's good, it, but it's weird.
1: Okay, I'll have to be looking out. Yeah, and then um, I was reading this article from Focus Features, mm-hmm. um, and they had a lot of like really interesting things to say. Well, if you guys didn't know, this did win Best Screenplay, Original Screenplay okay. in, in the Oscars. They won Good. the Oscar. Yeah, this movie did. Um, well deserved. Very much. Because it's like so imaginative. Yeah. It's just like such a crazy movie.
0: And they're so good at, him and Michelle Gondry, they're so good at helping you make sense of the timeline, even Mm -hmm. though it's just all over the place and kind of going backwards, because that can be hard to do.
1: Yeah. It can be really, even, like, as you're, like, editing or, like, writing it or just trying to keep everything together, yeah, Mm -hmm. you can easily lose sight of, like where where each thing goes Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like gondry when she was writing this there's this moment in the film where um joel boxes up clementine's items after they do their big fight Mm -hmm. and she was and they were like i feel this was like a film moment like they're like it's too like unreal and then like a week later um his girlfriend broke up with him and he was doing the same exact thing. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh no. And now he can't watch the movie. Oh no. <laughs> but I thought that was really funny because that's something that I loved about this movie was that it's just like so real, even though we it have is. these like crazy, like, um, sci-fi elements. It's just mm-hmm. like so real. Like yeah. we all go through like pain mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm I've never been in a relationship but I related it to like losing like friends that I had. Yeah. Like it's well, definitely like it's just like really sad to feel like like I go back and look on those memories and I'm like sad. I'm like, ugh, like mm-hmm. I don't want to. And with like, any feel relationship, like
0: they're not always happy and great. You know, there are times that you struggle and and their relationship was like that too. But and that's what was good about going backwards and I think that helped him realize how good they could be together because their first couple of memories they're not great they are not in a good place.
1: No. Um, because well, then... she, she's like move like move out like yeah up with they're homies. screaming at
0: each other they're you know she's bored with him he's annoyed with her like it just it happens but then as you go through the memories he starts to see how good it was when they were good together and he doesn't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to lose her. It's like, the t- I think the memory where he realizes, like, he does not want to lose Clementine is when she was being really vulnerable and telling him how she never thought she was pretty. And she was talking about that doll that she had yes. that she named Clementine and it was super ugly. And he just says, like, as that memory is disappearing, he says, please just let me keep this one. Mm-hmm. Like, he just wants something of her.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of funny because it's like he was just so... at. It's funny because Joel to me is like such a follower. Like yeah. he can't really think for himself. And he really judge- judges Clementine for like people validating her through sex. Yeah. But here you are mm-hmm. following her because you think you're boring.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah. And it's just like, dude, come on.
0: They both have some serious issues that they need to get worked out before they can have a super healthy relationship. But yeah. they did help each other so yeah. much. I mean, she helped him come out of his shell a little bit, and mm-hmm. he helped her feel a little more grounded so she didn't have to act out as much. Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah. yeah. Um, some really cool quotes that stuck out to me in the poem. So this mm, is, we're okay. going to the poem. Um, there was a line that says, Only a life with no regrets can achieve happiness. Only a life with no regrets. Mm-hmm. why did I like that
0: I mean that comes up a lot in like teachings it's what yeah. like the Dalai Lama says and stuff
1: yeah well, it's just I,
0: very hard to live a life with no regrets
1: <laughs> yeah and I think it's kind of like going to like with memories it's like don't like you need to have these yeah like it's okay you mm-hmm. need to like have the pain you need
0: to accept the pain because that's how you mm-hmm. grow as a person
1: right and then another one was like a parent um they like this is referring to the memories again like they can be successfully erased they still exist in others to haunt you there's simply no escaping them so that's from the poem yeah that's mm. from the poem so I think it's also like like you said like when they see each other yeah. on the train everything just like comes back because you know yeah. your memories are with like are in them as well
0: they know they meet they both go to Montauk for a reason yeah they know that there's something pulling them there
1: mm-hmm and then one last thing I read in, like, the focus feature about the title mm-hmm. was that the film's title is A Promise, A Wish, and A Lie, All in One. Huh. Because yeah. if you think about... Okay, because, like, it's, so Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is kind of, like, bliss, like, ignorance is bliss, right. blah, blah, blah. So um, The Promise, which is, like... Um, how did that work? <laughs> all, I my, all I have is this quote, and I don't know how it worked. But, um, yeah, a promise. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. I like the idea of it.
1: I wish. Okay. I mean, I
0: guess it promises. Maybe it promises that, like, you could be happy, too, if you accept your faults. Mm-hmm. So it was a promise, A wish
1: and a lie. And a lie. All in one.
0: I mean, I, I can definitely see it as a wish because I wish it too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to be, I want to have eternal sunshine.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And then a lie because it's in, it's impossible it's for impossible, yeah. anyone, any creature. I mean, even like, even my fish feels sadness sometimes, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's on the surface. It's, he swims up to the edge of the tank thinking he's going to get fed and then I say no and when I leave he probably in his little fish brain is like oh no food for me and he's sad
1: yeah he's like oh <laughs>
0: so anything any creature can is going to feel pain
1: mhm yeah so that's what I had on like the title which mm-hmm. I thought was and it's like it's such like a loaded title anyway like a, it really like there's is. just like a lot of like history and like a lot behind it mm-hmm. that like, had to And it's apart. one of those
0: titles I think where you have to live a little bit in order to get it like when i was 15 i did not get what that meant
1: you can't Mm-mm. yeah you really can't
0: and I, even now i probably don't get it as much as i will 20 years from now yeah so did you did you find this movie sad or romantic or funny or
1: I definitely found it romantic mm-hmm. because even the—I mean, it was sad because like all the things they had to go through. Right, but it was definitely romantic because right before um, the memories get erased, he's like meet—they're like meeting Montauk, mm-hmm. and that's so then that's towards the end of the movie. So then we get kind of get brought back into that scene of like why they go to Montauk because mm-hmm. he just like skips work. It's so funny. He does. When, it's so unlike him too. It, right to be
0: that impulsive.
1: Yeah. Um, but, and then, yeah, it was kind of funny. I mean, like, I feel like the doctor's crew is kind of like a comedic relief, like mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo and Kelly like Kirsten Dunst. And, right. um, Pat, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, they were pretty funny. I think what really, um, I liked the most was when we were in Jim Carrey's, or we were in Joel's Brain. Yeah. Like, everything, like, because... This movie does such a good job of just... The transitions. The transitions are amazing. Literally insane. Yeah, So much work. Like, you can appreciate the amount of work that goes into it. Because it's almost seamless. But Mm -hmm. I even wrote, when I was, like, watching it, like... It's... That they just fit so well. Like, Jim Carrey just moves from one scene to another. Mm -hmm. But he's used to it because he his character is in his mind and that's all normal but like mm-hmm. to an audience member like me i find it a bit jarring yeah because we're literally on the beach and then we're like inside it's totally <laughs> jarring.
0: and it's a little jarring to him too because he'll kind of be like why am i how did i get here all of a sudden because mm. like when you're having a dream you think it's real so yeah. like he's in the moment
1: yeah you definitely feel like you're a, on a ride i like yeah. when you're doing like going through all of his like memories and stuff and that's
0: what makes it fun to watch multiple times because there are it happens so fast that there are even transitions now that I see and I'm like oh my god I'd never noticed that like when he when he's a kid and he like drowns in the sink and then all of a sudden we cut to him in a car he like sits up in the seat of the car and he's like drenched and it's so fast and I don't even think I noticed that the first couple times I watched it
1: yeah. I probably didn't need... <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do such a good job of portraying his mind. Mm-hmm. Which is such a hard thing to do in film. A fun thing. It's some of my favorite things when you yeah. get, like, somebody's imagination.
1: Yeah, it's, like, a very big thing was, like, the imagination mm-hmm. at play here was just, like, incredible. But I
0: also love that it serves the story because I don't like it when you get some like fantasy that (laughs) just for fantasy's sake and you're like what am I learning how is this moving the story forward but this one that is the story and he learns something in every one and you feel a lot like him going through it because you don't know what's going on for the first like quarter of the movie it's not until later on when you start to get more information that he has when you see Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst, what they're doing, everything that they're doing to try to erase those memories. But he doesn't, that's only when you, that's when you start to like know more than him. But for a long right. time, you're just there on this journey with him, trying to figure out what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, some fun points that you can enjoy. Like if you love these actors, um, it's interesting that Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet kind of switch like, roles that they're stereotypically playing. Yeah. So, like, Jim Carrey's always these dynamic, crazy, like, loud Mm -hmm. characters. He's the
0: eccentric one.
1: Yeah. Usually. He is. He's, like, zany and wacky. Mm -hmm. He's out there. But now, as Joel Mm Barish, he's just... Like we said, introverted, like doesn't, not, not a risk taker. No. He's no fun. Like when they break into the Mm. house. Oh, I know. Just like, just you're, it's like winter in Montauk on the beach house. No one's there. And he's like
0: looking at the ground the whole time, but you have to remember he was living with another woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but you can still like break an injury um, while you're, (laughs) it's still fine. Yeah. Yeah, and Kate Winslet was playing this wild character when mm-hmm. she's usually just so, like, refined and just, like, mm-hmm. high society and not, like, this, like, kind of grungy, like... Yeah. ...alt girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, I even read in Focus feature that they were directed differently... Really? ...on set. Yeah, so, like, the director... Because I think this was, like, amazing. So, mm. like, the director would, like, tell... Kate, okay, this is what's going on in this scene. This is how you want to play this scene. Like, Mm -hmm. play it up. Like, be crazy. Be wild. This is a comedy. This is, like, crazy. This And you go to Jim Carrey, he's like, okay, Jim, this is a dramatic movie. We need to do this. And we need to, like, um, do this. And so um, Jim would get really confused when Kate's just, like, at a 15 and he's at, like, a five. (laughs) And um, he even freaked out. Like, when they're on the bed when Mark Ruffalo and um, Kirsten Dunst oh, yeah. are like doing this... Is um,
0: so it when they're dancing when, or something? No. Or?
1: Well, yeah, it's like the scene when they're dancing but they're like sitting on the bed with him and they're talking. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And they start improvising, oh. which was a note that they were given to okay. improvise, but... Mm-hmm the director told Jim Carrey stick to the script you don't do this and so I think it's funny like I don't know if he's acting or not but like you can see him when he. I mean obviously he's like reacting he's like I'm still but I'm awake Mm -hmm. but it's also like you're still confused because he's like wait what are they doing yeah so I think it's I love when directors do fun tricks like that to get uh, to help their actors bring out a performance
0: yeah instead of just telling them how to deliver something which I think is bad direction yeah just trying to help them figure it out on their own Mm -hmm. it's really fun
1: right like you give them some guidance and it's like fun because it's like yeah like you're not gonna direct Kate Winslet to be like how to be wild and crazy you let her be wild and crazy yeah
0: (laughs) I love that that's really cool yeah I thought that was really fun yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, I find I find this movie really romantic and sometimes it can be hard for me to like movies that are this realistic because they just bring me down 'Cause I look at movies to escape. And,
1: mm-hmm. You know, I
0: don't want something that realistic most of the time. Right. But this one is an exception, and I think it's because even though it's really realistic, it isn't pessimistic. Even when it's sad, mm-hmm. it's not saying this is how life is.
1: Right. And that and you know what for me that moment was mm-hmm. was when at the very end, when they've both come to terms that they erase these memories of mm-hmm. each other, and it's they kind of have this like truth battle yeah where they're like okay what don't you like about me what don't you like about me and they just both like go off on each other not mm-hmm. like an aggressive way but they're kind of like this is what annoys me about you and they just go and they're like wow we're both like really fucked up mm-hmm. and they both realize it but then they're like but i still want to be with you yeah and that's my favorite yeah one run. of my favorite
0: lines is when kate winslet is saying because She's like, we shouldn't be in a relationship together after they find everything out. And he says, you know, he wants to be in a relationship. And she says, no, I'll get bored with you and run away because that's what happens with me. And you're gonna find stuff that you don't like about me. And he's he's like, no, I don't. There's nothing I don't like about you. And she says, but you'll find something. And then he just goes, okay, like he's fine with it. He's like, okay, whatever mm-hmm. happens if we break up again, okay. Mm-hmm. They, he's, it's worth it to him to try again right for the good times that they had.
1: Mm -hmm. And that really touched my heart. That was like such a fun moment. It was just like, kind of like that, like kapow, like boom, here's like some life advice. Like just, you know, it's okay to have faults and it's okay that if you guys know you're not the best together, but it's like, don't count it out. Yeah. Just go for it.
0: Just go for it. You don't know what's going to happen. That being said though, This is a good way to end it. Do you think they're going to be able to make it work? Or do you think Uh, they're doomed to break up again?
1: I know. (laughs) That is a hard one because, I mean, part of me is like, yes, I want them to work it out and to, like, Mm -hmm. be a normal couple. um, Right.
0: You root for them because we like uh, them together when it's good.
1: Yeah, because when it's good, it's great. Yeah. But... Um, I wish we knew how long they were together, actually. Like, we don't, we don't know how... I think... I don't... Is there I a possibility. I want to say it's like
0: two years.
1: Okay. What I think say that?
0: somewhere in there, they say it. Oh, okay. I think it's something like that.
1: Well, yeah, and it's probably like a good part because, um, Jim Carrey's friends, his like, yeah. character's friends, they and know That's Okay, him. the
0: most depressing part of this movie to me is his... I don't know if it's his friend or if it's his sister and Mm brother-in-law, but that couple is so sad to me because they seem like they're unhappy together and they have accepted their unhappiness and they're not going to do anything about it.
1: I know. And that makes me so sad. Yeah. That's kind of like... Like, I'd
0: rather you break up and try to find happiness elsewhere.
1: Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I mean, and so then the other part of me is like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they will break up, but... I think, like, rever- like not reverse psychology, but, like, mm-hmm. reverse psychology. Like, <laughs> they now know that they're fucked. Like, they're going into this knowing that they're fucked up and that yeah. there is problems with them mm-hmm. and not to give up so easily. So right. I don't think they will. Like, if they were to yeah. break up, it's only because, yes, like, if, like, the only way that... Joel would break up with her. Is if like he gets into his head about being bored, right? Or being boring. Boring, yeah. So it's really just up to him. And mm-hmm. I feel like after learning his lessons, mm-hmm. that both of them, because she also
0: yeah. she does get bored and leave. And I don't. I mean, if you get bored, I don't think you should stick around. But yeah, I think if they were to break up this time, it would be a more intellectual reason. Like they yeah. would peacefully come to terms with we just won't be able to make this work instead of having yeah. a big blowout fight.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, her character is very impulsive. Very. Which is why she went and got the memory. Like, she didn't yeah. sit with it. She just no, didn't sit with No, I don't think she pain. would have
0: gotten it, gotten him erased if she wasn't as impulsive. Yeah. And, and then Joel does it just kind of to be petty. Yeah. He's like, well, if you did it, I'm going to do it too. And then he follower. regrets it. halfway. Follow. <laughs> You're follower. right, follower.
1: <laughs> like, he was, it's funny because, and... It's so funny. Oh my gosh, if we're talking about it now and I'm just thinking about this. Yeah, like, you, I didn't even believe him when he wanted, to, when he was like, I want to get these memories no. erased. He didn't want it. And it's no. very clear because as soon as they start, he's like, oh no. He's like, wait a minute. Wait, it's happening. <laughs> and he
0: like, almost immediately is like, I got to run away and find a way to
1: He's like, let this. me, I have to save all of these like, yeah. memories. So. No,
0: and he, yeah, they should not have, the doctor and everyone should not have agreed to that memory erase. That quickly.
1: Right. But I mean, that comes with regulations.
0: That's true. I think you're right. It's very
1: new. So they want to just do the procedure. Yeah. They just want to do it. Definitely. Get their success rate up.
0: I know. Well, and then you see, watching it this time, I, I noticed that there was one woman on the phone with. Kirsten Dunst who's like the receptionist and she says on the phone to her she's like you can't get the procedure done like twice in a month Mrs. So-and-so and she's like come back next month like there are people already that are addicted mm-hmm. kind of like plastic surgery like it's like one little bad thing happens and
1: they're like oh I can get fix it. that yeah
0: I can just forget it mm-hmm. um do you think if it was real this procedure do you think you'd get it do you think it, like ethically do you think it's a good idea
1: Ethically, oh, that's a tough one because I mean, it's hard to say. I don't have a memory with me that I would want. Maybe a shameful one because sometimes I'll sit there at night and I'll be like, oh, why did I do that when I was seven? Maybe for that. (laughs) Ethically, I think it is a little bit ethical. Like if they're right. like, I could see this for like a lot of like maybe like rape victims, like right. victims I was of sexual thinking, abuse, like victims of would, trauma victims who have PTSD. A lot of our military, our armed forces could really of, yeah. use this. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like ethically, yeah, it could but be, but like also,
0: do you think that would actually solve this, or do you think that somewhere they would still have this trauma, and they would, but now they're more confused
1: about? trying to figure it out I think this movie clearly points that out yeah that they would be, yes like it would still exist it would somewhere. still exist in yourself because like we said once it's a part of you it's a part of you
0: yeah yeah
1: you can cut the tree but the roots are still there mama
0: oh that's a good metaphor thank you it's a good place for us to end let's end on a, a super smart high note <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you wanna? Do you have any um, anything you're looking forward to that's coming out?
1: Um. Yes. Or something actually, that you watched that you liked. Um, I actually came across that um, Universal mm-hmm. is making this a TV show. It making got a o- TV show? O- October, huh? This movie? Yes. They're taking like this idea, and uh, in October 2016, Anonymous Content announced that they would be working with Universal Cable Productions to produce a TV series based on the film. Kaufman is not involved. <laughs>
0: Oh, And the well, project is still in the
1: planning stages. So, it, so it's been
0: in the planning stages for two years and Charlie Kaufman is not involved.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> So look forward to it. And Michelle
0: Gondry is busy doing Kidding right now, which is really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. It has Jim Carrey
1: in it too. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm looking forward to is um, now that it's finally December, I can say this. Mm-hmm. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 4 will be premiering. Ooh. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, They also have a Christmas special coming out.
0: For Drag Race? For Drag
1: Race. So I'm kind of not okay with that, though, because I like to spread my queen, like my time, like my drag time. I want to, I don't want two that I have to keep up with. (laughs) I don't want two shows that I have to keep up live with. Yeah. Like, I'm busy. It's the holidays. I don't have time for this. I know.
0: I know. Uh,
1: But... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to those two. Mm-hmm. Um, the Magicians. I don't know if I said that last yes. episode. but I don't think you I mean, did. The Magicians season five. No.
0: No. Four?
1: Four. Season four yes. is coming out um, next which means year. I
0: finally get to watch season three, <laughs> which I know is one of your favorite things yes. that you watched all of last year.
1: Yeah, easily. I think that we might have to talk about that mm-hmm. once you watch it because... Yeah easily like that is top i mean 10 20 whatever like that is tv you need to see season three is just Mm -hmm. like amazing storytelling like you yes you have to watch the first two seasons but it's worth it because you get this it's a roller roller coaster of emotion i literally cried almost like every (laughs) week like watching that
0: i'm really excited yeah it was really good
1: so, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. How about you, Miss Thing?
0: Um, I'm looking forward to some scr- Christmas specials, too. Um, the Sabrina Christmas special. <gasps>
1: oh, my gosh. Same. Should
0: be fun. And I'm really looking forward to Once Upon a Deadpool.
1: Stop. Wait, what's that? Okay.
0: Once Upon a Deadpool.
1: I mean, this is I know what, what I've that heard is, of but tell okay, me. Okay, <laughs> this is what
0: I, I need to look up to see if there's a trailer. I think there's a trailer out. Um, but as it was described to me they took the Deadpool movie I think the first one and because so many families couldn't go see it because it's very violent and sexual um and very are they made it family friendly but also put in like a frame story that's kind of like The Princess Bride where it has Fred Savage being held hostage in his bed while Deadpool reads the story to him
1: what? it's okay yeah,
0: not... have you ever seen The Princess Bride? Yeah.
1: Okay, those were, (laughs) that's one of the movies that, like, I should see, but I've never seen. And people always yell at me. Yep,
0: yep. You need to, we're going to watch it. (laughs) Well, okay, in that story, he's Mm -hmm. a little kid whose grandfather's reading him the story of the Princess Bride. Okay. And he's, like, a little boy, so he doesn't want, he's like, I'm not, like, the Princess Bride doesn't sound like a story that a little boy would want right. to hear but the grandpa's like no there's pirates and sword fighting you're going to like it and he ends up loving it. So now the story is he's an adult and Deadpool is trying to read him a story. Only Deadpool has him like tied to the bed. Oh my gosh, <laughs> of course. So I don't know, I love Deadpool, so I'm looking forward to that. Um I have some things to recommend because I love telling people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um I recommended to a friend at work um the IT crowd and okay. I think everyone should watch it. It's a British show from like the early two thousands. It's about um, the IT t- department in this big company, and it's just hilarious. It's okay. like Is one it almost of, like an office. It's a lot like The Office, but more British and a little more absurd. Okay. But hilarious. It's oh my god! It's some of the best TV I've ever seen. And then I know you're going to agree with this one: The Haunting of Hill House.
1: Okay, well, we need to do that episode. We soon do because girl, I keep okay.
0: I keep, I've rewatched it now, so I've watched it all the way through twice, pretty much two and a half times because I watched like half of it with you mm-hmm. while you were watching it, and then I've I keep watching essays, like video essays on it. Now I'm going down like on Reddit, and I think one of the writers from the show is writing like backstory for the ghost he is for
1: every single ghost yes he for is, every yes. single ghost yes, he is. so
0: i'm like reading all that now and oh it's God. just oh it's that's so, so
1: fascinating it is don't you just love a good world that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things is world building that's yeah. probably why again to the escapism like mm-hmm. you know i just love a new world it's me too so much fun
0: me too and that's something that i like about movies like eternal sunshine because it is so rooted in our world but there is that fanciful element that makes it more interesting yeah Okay.
1: Yeah, so let us know what you guys think about this movie. Yeah. Do you agree with us? Do you not?
0: Did we sound smart? Did we not? <laughs> yeah. Do you know the philosophy that you could, you know, share with us that we don't know? Do you know anything about um, Augustinian views of the self and Cartesian views of the self? Please let us know. Please let us know. Please <laughs> explain it. Um, and then our next episode is going to be
1: be one of my recommendations. recommendations i like to um i always like to recommend this movie because i always feel like no one's ever seen it that's what i like to do i like to watch really good movies that i feel like no one's ever seen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because i like to show off there's like, like
0: sleeper films yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is called push
0: Yep.
1: it stars chris evans and dakota fanning yep. um and guess what It has superpowers.
0: (laughs) We're going down to superpowers.
1: So definitely tune in next week to get our thoughts on that.
0: Yep. And thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. How long was that?